Chapter 114 Humanity Anas Say, I seek refuge in the Lord of Humanity. Lordship, humans seek knowledge. However, their thinking and contemplation lead them to believe that their Lord cannot be of this world. The Quran recounts that when Joseph was in prison, he asked his fellow prisoners, Are different masters better, or God, the one, the paramount? Chapter 12, verse 39 This world contains many lords, sultans, rulers, the clergy, or the powerful. The Quran says of the Jews and the Christians, they have taken their rabbis and monks as lords besides God. Chapter 9, verse 31 How have they done this? By accepting whatever these men say without reflection. Their religious authorities have reversed God's decrees, and yet people continue to accept and follow whatever they say. This is what is known as Rabb. Paying attention to other than God is the greatest deviation in human history. Everything is organized by Him, and everything happens according to His will. This is the proper state for being with God. In theory, we accept that such a power governs this world's affairs, although in practice we act as if there is no such thing. The Master of Humanity Mastership and Sovereignty Master indicates the combination of sovereign and owner. God is the absolute uncontested authority, the monarch, the one who has the last word. All people wait to see what orders he will give, all of which will be according to his discretion. As such, there is no reason for people to seek refuge in worldly authorities. The God of Humanity Divinity God is the one with whom humans fall in love that infinite and final destination that humans aspire to reach while frenzied with love and servitude. This is the story of the human heart and spirit that exist within the comfort and security of God. And there are some among humanity who take up equals besides God, loving them like loving God, but those who believe are more ardent in their love of God. Chapter 2, verse 165 Believers can only worship God and cannot allow other sacred things or persons like a saint's mausoleum to distract them. Believers are always passionately with God and therefore can never deviate from the straight path. Just accepting that there is a deity who governs this world and created us does not constitute sound belief or the acceptance of monotheism. What is important is to be with God at all times, to live and breathe Him, and to recognize God as one's Lord, Master, and Deity. If God were to ignore us even for a moment, we would turn into nothing. If our blood were to stop circulating, or if our lungs were to stop breathing even for an instant, we would die. Clearly, every moment of creation is a miracle. We seek refuge in God, who is our Lord and Master, in each of these three, four, power, wealth, knowledge, love, aspects.
but from what or whom do we seek refuge? From the evil of the stealthy whisperer. We seek protection from the unscrupulous and stealthy inner whispering, the stimulating satanic temptation. In other words, both our soul and Satan are the sources of temptation. The Quran mainly holds the latter responsible and proclaims that humans are caught between their intellect and their emotions, instincts. That sneaky whisperer always makes its presence known, just like the stars that appear early in the evening and blink on and off. One second they are there, the next they are not. Khannas. Even if we do not retaliate against someone who offends us, the incident stays in our mind, interrupting and maybe even depriving us of sleep. This constant annoyance is the sneaky whisperer. Now let's see how the Quran defines pious persons. Truly those who are reverent, when they are touched by a visitation from Satan, they remember God. Then behold, they see. Chapter 7, verse 201 In short, pious believers who are confronted by the slinking whisperer are able to repel temptation by marshalling their ethical and religious thoughts. This is the way to rid oneself of the evil temptations. Who whispers into the breasts of humanity? Temptations have taken root within us but are driven by unclear and hidden external factors, i.e. Satan. This temptation has no form or shape, ignores our demands to leave us alone, is invisible and is both internal and complex. From among the jinn and humanity, what is this temptation's nature and who is responsible for it? Jinns are concealed and invisible spiritual entities. How does a jinn tempt someone? Have you ever felt a jinn tempt you? We know what nas is, but what is jinn? We have to pay attention to its etymological meaning. The Quran uses this term for anything that is hidden and concealed. For example, And when you were hidden, as jinnah, from the same root as jinn, in the wombs of your mothers, chapter 53, verse 32, thus the fetus in the womb is called janin. Likewise, when night falls, everything becomes jinn. When night darkened, jannah. Over him, Ibrahim, he saw a star. Chapter 6, verse 76 The Quran calls a garden Jannah because everything on the ground is covered by soil and grass. An insane person is called Majnoon because his or her intellect and wisdom are concealed. A protective shield is called Junna because one hides behind it for safety. An examination of the derivatives of the root J-N-N reveals that all of them connote secrecy and hiddenness. Many of this world's things are concealed from us and thus referred to as jinn. In any event, we seek refuge in God from all types of evil temptations and whisperings, both those known and unknown, viz. hidden to us.
The Quran ends with two chapters that tell us to seek refuge from external temptations and internal whisperings. In both cases, it refers to the one who provides refuge as Rabb. Say, I seek the protection of the Lord of Humanity, chapter 114, verse 1. And, Say, I seek the protection of the Lord of the Daybreak, chapter 113, verse 1.